Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Brophy Lasso, where every other week we sit down with someone from our Brophy community, hear what they're up to, and learn something about them. This week we were joined by head varsity basketball coach here at Brophy, Mr. Matt Hoon, get his thoughts on hoop coming and the impact of a Brophy crowd at their games. Enjoy. All right, we're back with the Brophy Lasso. Today we're joined by the head coach of the varsity basketball team here at Brophy, Mr. Matt Hoon. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, and thank you to Student Council for all you guys have done all year long for the team and, and everything going into this fantastic hoop coming week. Of course. Uh, big win versus Chandler. You, you guys won by two, 47-45. What did you see out of you guys last night? You know, I, I think we've really, over the last couple weeks, shown a, a great ability to win close games, and I, I saw that again last night. I think um, in, in those tight moments and those moments where we really needed to execute or on offense or we needed to really get a great stop defensively, we were able to come together as a group and, and we had all five guys plus the guys on the bench communicating with each other and, and really banding together. And, and ultimately, if we can do that down the stretch, I think that puts us in a great position. Sweet. Uh, with last night's win, you guys go into hoop coming for the second year in a row undefeated at home. Uh, a fun study from SB Nation, it projects that if an NBA basketball team playing 82 games a year and they were 500, if every game was at home, they would have won four more games. So they would have been, instead of 41-win team, a 45-win team. Uh, why do you think being at home, playing at home, makes such a difference in basketball? Uh, in other sports, it makes a bigger difference than any other major sport. Why do you think that is? Yeah, I think it's just the proximity that the, the home crowd has to the to the playing field, in this case, the court. So if, if you look at most athletic pursuits, uh, those fans are going to be a little further away from where the game is actually being played. Yeah. Whereas with basketball, you've got people literally right next to the floor. You've got an enclosed um, arena, so the, the sound just echoes and reverberates. and um, So you've got a situation where I, I think the home crowd has a tendency to infuse energy into the, the team that's playing at home. Um, and, and ultimately, that's been huge for us this year and, and really for the last few years. Uh, we've been able to play really well at home. Um, I think it's a, a huge advantage for us to, to play a Friday night home game where we know we'll, we'll get a really great crowd and we'll get a lot of people out there who are excited to, to cheer on our guys. Sweet. Uh, so when you're playing at home, there's a benefit of not being chirped from the opposing team's home crowd, and then you also have your fans. Which do you think is more important, to not have the chirping or to have your team being cheered on? You know, I, I think it's always uh, having your team getting cheers. Um, I, I look back at my own playing career and my career as a coach, and um, I actually always liked going into opposing uh, schools and, and having people say stuff from the crowd. Um, I always used that as, as an energy producer, and, and if you wanted to talk at me, then I, that just made me play defense harder and, and be more focused offensively. And, and I think our guys have taken on that same mindset of if we go play in an opposing arena, an opposing gym, um, and, and people are yelling at us and, and, and kind of getting after us, you know, we take that, and, and for that game, it, it's something that just gives us great energy. Um, and I think by the same token, the, the positive uh, cheering that we get from our fans uh, creates that same type of vibe. So um, if, if we can get a great crowd at home and, and they cheer our guys on, those moments at the end of a game where, you know, it's, it's been 30 minutes of a, a really back-and-forth struggle and your legs are a little tired, all of a sudden that energy just gives you a great boost. Um, and I also think when when we're playing defense, for instance, and and the and, and our crowd is cheering us on, that also creates a really difficult environment for the opposition to be able to execute offensively. They can't communicate to each other. Their coach might have a, a problem calling plays from the sideline. Um, and so I think any time that we're loud um, at home, 
it just creates a really difficult environment for teams to play in. And, and I think teams know that. I, I think they know that if they come up here, they, they're going to have a difficult game, not just because of our team, but but also because of our fans and, and the fact that we're going to have a loud environment and um, our fans are going to give our, our team great energy throughout the game. And, and they know that that's going to, to, to cause us to play even better. Hmm. Which school has the toughest environment? Well, I would say us. I think it's a tough place to come play. I actually had a conversation with um, with a coach. I was out scouting a couple weeks ago, and uh, we had just come off uh, the win uh, against Perry um, in triple overtime, at, basically at the buzzer, last second three pointer. And um, I was talking to him about the game, and and he just kind of shook his head and and kind of smiled. He's like, crazy things happen in that gym, and and I think coaches there's a reputation for Robeson that yeah. if you come up here, then Man, it's a really, really difficult place to play. And so when I think about other gyms, to be honest, I don't think about them as difficult places to play. I have places I like to play just because I like their gyms. Um, and so some of those are, are some of the older gyms um, in the area. So I've always really liked Chandler's gym. That's an older school. They've got a great gym. Um, I like Desert Mountain's gym because you, you walk down into it um, mm. like you do at, at some of the colleges. Um, so it's kind of a different environment there. I thought Pinnacle had a great crowd. That was a great environment for us to, to kind of prepare for uh, playing in, in tougher collegiate and, or, or tougher uh, playoff environments later on in the season. Um, so I, I think year to year, sometimes it changes. It depends on you know who your, who your rivals are that year. But um, there are also gyms that I just like to go play in because I think they're, they're great gyms. Awesome. What are you looking for from a Brophy crowd during a game? You know, I, th I think um, our, our guys uh, feeding off of the crowd's energy. And again, I think that comes from, from the positivity that the crowd um, sends out to us. Um, so um, if, if we're on defense, you know, we'd love to hear chanting. And, um, you know, I, I always talk about what I see from Duke's student section um, during their games. Um, they, they do a great job. They, they bounce up and, up and down on the, the bleachers. Um, through every single possession that the other team has offensively. They bounce up and down, and they just go, oh, through the whole thing. And so when you get a 1,000 people doing that, uh, you know, it's, it's great energy. It, it brings that to our guys defensively. Um, and, you know, certainly I've, I've always liked the other teams shooting free throws, and we, we repeat what they're doing. So bounce, bounce, spin, or, or something that just kind of plays with whatever they're thinking about. Um, you know, I, I think steering clear of – of any kind of negative uh, focus on, on the opposition is really important, not just because we're a Jesuit Catholic institution and we talk about the importance of, of respecting the human dignity of everyone that we come in contact with, but, but also from a competitive standpoint, I think we, we saw at last year's hoop coming that when you, when you target uh, players, sometimes that backfires on us a little bit. So um, I think it's really important that our, our crowd is positive and, and gives us energy through that. And uh, you know, on the offensive end, um, that we're, we're cheering for, for great plays, and, and, uh, but also allowing us to execute offensively and, and communicate with each other without having to, to do so over the same kind of crowd noise we'd hope to get on the defensive end. Perfect. First thought that comes to your mind when you hear Hoop coming versus Hamilton? Just excitement. You know, we're, we're excited for the game. We talk to our guys every year about the importance of taking it one game at a time. And, and sometimes that's hard with Hoop coming on the schedule. I know our guys <laughs> look forward to it. Um, but that was what one of the things that impressed me so much with, with our win last night. We obviously beat a great Chandler team who's playing really, really well. Um, you know, went into the game ranked third in the state and, and – um, and is, is still third in the state. The rankings came out again this morning. They're still ranked third. They're, they're, they're playing a, a great brand of basketball. They're executing. They're getting after it defensively. So for our guys to, to be able to kind of put the hoop coming game aside for a minute and, 
and and to really focus on trying to go get a win against Chandler that was really important but I know they're excited about it we're excited about it um, I think we're going to have a great crowd and um, I know there's some exciting things that that student council has planned that you know hoopcoming crowds haven't seen yet and and so I think hopefully our student body and the Xavier student body are excited to come out there and not only uh, to to cheer us on and and see a great game but uh, but also to see what student council has has put together for this game because I think it's going to be really exciting. Awesome. What play do you kind of hope a player makes? Like, is there a charge? Do you always like what uh, what play can really swing the momentum? Yeah, I, I think a couple things. I, I think certainly we we preach uh, being able to step up and take a charge as a big one. Um, one, it, it gets a defensive stop. Two, it gets a foul. And oftentimes those guys who are driving are some of the more important offensive players for another team. So to get the opposition in foul trouble is huge. Mm-hmm. And then we feel like we have really good shooters. So, you know, to, to get a bunch of fouls on the opposition is, is also helpful because then when they start fouling us later in the half, we're going to the free throw line and we're getting to take free throws. So I think the charge is big. You know, I, I think about uh, some of our games this year, and I'll use last night an example. Um, I thought uh, Marcus White's block um, when we were down about four or five points, um, I think in the second quarter, and they kind of looked like they were going to maybe try and stretch it out to seven or eight. You know, he came down and had a great block, and, and the crowd got into it. And, and I think our guys kind of were, were, were getting after it then defensively with kind of a different energy. So I think those types of plays, those hustle plays, getting on the floor mm-hmm. after a loose ball, um, just really have a tendency to swing momentum in a game. So we really preach those as much as we can. Which NBA player do you see do that most often? You know, great question. Um, and I, unfortunately, I don't watch a ton of NBA during the, the basketball season. If I'm not watching our games, I'm watching other high school games. But um, I always liked P.J. Tucker when he mm-hmm. was with the Suns. And, um, you know, I'm a huge Trailblazers fan, but I, I have a tremendous respect for the fact that P.J. Tucker, I thought when he was here, was was kind of a, a grit and grind kind of player. He played tough defense. He made hustle plays. He made his teammates better. I thought he did the same thing for the Rockets last year. Um and if I think about my my Portland Trailblazers, um, you know I, I I think about some of the the plays that uh, Al Farouk Aminu makes. Um, I think he's kind of that glue player for them, um, kind of making hustle plays and and getting huge rebounds. So I, I think those kind of guys are the guys that and those kind of plays are are the plays that kind of help you win games, especially against good opponents. Perfect. Last year going into playoffs undefeated, what is the benefit of being undefeated going into playoffs? You know, honestly, we and this sounds funny, but we didn't really even think about it. Um, we, we, we preached it all year long last year, and we preach it this year, too, that uh, at the end of the day, we, we just want to win the next one. And whether that's regular season or, or playoffs, um, if we can kind of preach that mindset of we, we want to win the next game. We want the next game of the year to be the best game that we play. Um, and last year, that resulted in, in us going into the playoffs at, at 18-0 and 0, um, in PowerPoints games. Um, and, and that helped us to, to earn a number one seed. But, you know, this year we're sitting here at eight and four and, and we're, as of this morning, ranked fourth. Um, and, and the reality is that if we can just keep playing uh, our best game of the year, if we can go into the next game saying we want to play our best game of the year the next game, we feel like the wins and the seeding will take care of itself. Um, and, and ultimately, we just need to keep getting better so that we play our best basketball in February. Awesome. Um, so if we can keep getting better each game, and, and certainly that starts with Friday, um, then, then we like our chances. Sweet. Can you learn the same lesson in a loss or in a win that you can in a loss, or do you have to lose the game to really learn the full lesson? Yeah, good question. Uh, I, I, I think I said this to our guys early in the year. I said, I, I hope we'd learn some of these lessons while we were winning, but maybe it's going to take a loss. Yeah. Um, 
And I, I think it, it kind of depends on the, the, the point of the year. And, and um, hopefully, I think when you have a, a really mature and, and competitive team, and I think that's where we are right now. I think we have guys who've really grown and matured over the course of the first couple months of the season. And uh, we've got a group that's really uh, come together and our chemistry is really strong right now. I think we're learning in both cases. Um, and I think that speaks to the mental toughness of this group. I think sometimes um, it takes a loss to win lessons if you have a group that's really not focused on getting better and is too focused on wins. Mm. But I think this group is really focused on the process of getting better and, and really um, focused on the process instead of the product. And, and that's really been huge for us. So uh, we've been able to learn some really good lessons over the last few weeks, especially uh, from the wins that we've had. Awesome. Nobody likes losing, but going into playoffs last year, was there a part of you that wishes that you had lost to kind of learn a lesson there? And are you a little, nobody likes losing, but are you happy that you kind of got a loss, a couple losses out of the way and learned lessons that maybe you couldn't have learned with the win? Yeah, well, we, we did lose uh, once going into the playoffs last year. We lost to Federal Way in a tournament um, and, and they were a, a great team. They ended up losing in the state title game in Washington. Um, and so I think that game certainly helped us to kind of refocus a little bit coming out. Um, I, I don't know that, I don't think our guys really worried about, you know, what their record was going into the playoffs because the reality is, and, and I'll say this again this year, once the regular season's over, your record really doesn't matter. Um, you know, everybody goes into the playoffs with the same record. And, and I think this year that's even more important to think about because as we've seen throughout this year, um, it, Anybody can beat anybody, um, and and you look throughout the state and you look at results. Even from last night, um, there were teams that were, um, you know, in the 20s that beat teams that were in the top 10, and there were teams that were um, higher up in the top 10 that uh, that lost to teams that were lower in the top 10. So, I think this is a year where the landscape is 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 one of parity, and it's going to come down a lot to to matchups and and who peaks at the right time. Uh, who's really playing a good brand of basketball. Um, and we feel like we're trending in that direction and our guys are getting better one day at a time. And um, so, you know, for, for this year, we, we certainly, um, we learned some things through games, but I think some of the things we learned in those games were that we actually can compete with, with a lot of teams out there. Um, and, um, and that other teams also have the ability to compete against us. Uh, you know, we've, we've lost some games uh, to teams who are fighting for the for the playoffs right now, um, and we've won some games against some teams that have been really highly ranked. So, I, I think it's it's just been indicative. Our season's been indicative of of the landscape of the state, which is it's going to be a really competitive uh, state tournament. And I I think uh, we've been fortunate to play a, a really challenging schedule. I think last time I looked, um, other than Pinnacle, we've played the second most difficult schedule in 6A. Um, and so I think that's really prepared our guys for the, the rigors of the end of the season and uh, the playoffs where literally every, every game matters and every quarter matters and every possession matters. Hmm. What's something you tell your guys going into who coming? You know, focus. Um, it's hard and, to get lost. Yeah, it, it, I, I think we've got to make sure that we focus on the task at hand and, and that we don't worry about how many people are there and, you know, that there's a dance afterwards. And, and certainly those are things that I hope our, our guys – um, enjoy and can reflect on later. But um, and we said this last night right after the Chandler game that we've got to make sure that we focus on, on the game and not hoop coming the event. 
Mm. Um, and then after the game, then they can enjoy uh, the dance and, and um, enjoy being a, a high school scholar athlete and, and have an opportunity to be involved with um, a post-game celebration that's a dance with all their classmates and friends. And I think that's fantastic. But uh, for our guys, the importance is going to be to focus on what's first, and that's coming out and playing the best game um, of our year against a really good opponent in Hamilton. Awesome. Good stuff. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And thank you for listening to the Brophy Lasso. We hope you enjoyed our interview with Mr. Hooten, and we hope to see you guys at Hoopcoming and right back here in two weeks to see who gets roped into the lasso.